everything slowing down Can't control it, say that you're for me Right now I need loyalty It's hard for me to trust you I've been in before this I've been through the troubles It's hard to let you in I've been giving you the runaround I double on the doses I don't need emotion, no. Right now we young and we dumb and we lit Been thinking about before when we was kids, yeah I was caught up in the mist, yeah. And we live for the moment, respond to a calling It's bigger than all of us, right to the wheels Get anything to feel something new High if I fall, no, I did it going all in Had the time of my life Right for the squad, lights through the fog, but we made it, yeah. I be good by the morning. I feel like I'm falling. Shit a blessing that I overcharge. Got these rap niggas' eyes open, glaring. Cause they over jealous. I'm so overzealous. Whiskey side with the rosemary. And used to want it, not a whole step. And I was back before I could afford a care. Now we on course to take the tour to Paris. I blew up the bag that hit me as bad. The guy from the racks that they chastised. They can fast die. Telling mad lies. Going bad. Tell them get they act right. On my last life, I poured a potion. I've been out of orbit. I've been moving slowly. Got me going up. They got my head clouded. I be good by the morning. At the time of my life. Right for the squad. No lights through the fog. But we made it. Supported by listeners. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash Nathan Ivy Show and help Nathan keep the show independent. Yeah. Talking to my mirror like I love you so much. Curving on my critics like I heard you so what? You can't kill my confidence, I think I'm the man. Tally all the f I ever gave on my head. Lately, I've been living like I can't take a loss. They ain't wanna help me, that's what made me a boss. You can't kill my confidence, I think I'm the man. We don't give a f, that's what they don't understand. I'm back again like flu season. I broke records while loose leaf, and I'm coming now. My roof leaving, don't give a f, I don't care. Uh, did the f on my lonesome, no wonder now I'm on one. No shortcuts on that long run. All I really want is my share. Uh, get him, I got him, I told him it's nothing. 
right, good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Let's get straight into it. On today's show, I want to kick things off talking about uh, a very unusual story, a story that uh, you may have heard of. And if you have not, all you have to do is check out the uh, cover art. A uh, fairly well-known rapper has decided to uh, do something different in terms of his body art. Uh, this rapper decided to place a very expensive expensive diamond uh, in his forehead. Vis-a-vis a well-known Marvel character named Vision, who you can see on the right-hand side there, we'll discuss this morning. Some people will do anything for clout. Also, an Ohio officer has been indicted in a case that has really caught the attention of a lot of people in the state of Ohio and perhaps around the country. So we'll talk about that. And uh, big developers just keep on winning. Keep on winning. They are winning. Show me the money. They are winning. Big developers continue to win in Cincinnati. Remember that big deal uh, that Michelle Dillingham, she gave us a call, a Zoom call, about a week and a half ago. Remember that? Uh, the one that uh, was supposed to be or is going to be in downtown uh, over the Rhine, a.k.a. gentrification uh, neighborhood. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, that one. The, the one with no low income or moderate income uh, units. That one. Guess what? Uh, your city council has approved it. And I see some parallels between city council and also the Cincinnati school board. If you're a Warner Hills parent, then uh, within the last, I'd say, uh uh, 36 hours, you've been notified about the plans uh, for your children to return uh, to virtual learning at Warner Hills High Schools. And they are, uh, let's just say, worthy of a deeper conversation, which we'll have right here, right now. It's the Nathan Ivey Show. Good morning to you. I hope the last uh, 24 hours finds you in a good place. Hope you're doing well, you and your family. All right. Hope you're doing well. How are you? How is everyone? Good. That's good to hear. I can hear you from here. Oh, what's that? Yeah, I can hear you from here. And I'm glad you're doing well, family. Glad you're doing well. Hold on one second here. I think I can uh I think I can uh scoot over a little bit. Yeah, I think I can scoot over a little bit. Yeah, I think that's a little bit better. How's that? Can you see me there? Good, good. I think so. I think so. I feel like I'm a little bit out of focus, though. Hold on one second here. I, could, I think I could take care of that with the quicks. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That's much better. Good morning to you. 513-873-7134. I seem rather close, though, don't I? Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's all good, though. It's good. All right. 513-873-7134. That is my number. You can check me out right there. Let's get into it. Let's get into it, man. You know, when I saw the story about this rapper with this diamond in his forehead, I halfway didn't believe it. I'm like, nah, ain't nobody going to do no dumb shit like that. Uh, but then I actually saw the images of rapper Lil, Lil Uzi Vert. And uh, he's now saying that he could die if the diamond in his forehead isn't removed the right way. Apparently, as the legend goes, he spent $24 million to get a pink diamond implanted in his forehead just like the marvel character vision which you know i've said it before i'll say it again i grew up reading marvel comics vision was never he was never one of my favorites you know what i'm saying number one because he just seemed like such a such a little wuss he was running around after you know wanda aka the scarlet witch i'm like get a backbone out here 
Get a little android backbone or whatever the hell he is. But if you've watched any of those Marvel uh, movies, then you know that he had something called an infinity infinity stone that was embedded uh, in his forehead, as you can see right there on the right-hand side. And uh, we all know what happened. If you haven't seen the movies, that's your fault. They've been out for years. You better go check it out. Spoiler alert, he gets killed. Spoiler alert. And I don't know, I feel two ways about this. Number one, when I first thought about it, I was like, you know what, man? Loving yourself is a is a beautiful thing. Loving yourself is a beautiful thing. I hate it when I see these images of people that don't love themselves because they've gotten plastic surgery, uh, Serena Williams. I'm sorry, Venus Williams. And or, no, no, Serena. Serena Williams. Um, have you seen her lately? Ugh, breaks my heart. Just breaks my heart. I'm like, damn, you ain't love yourself? You know, Michael Jackson at the end of his days, that was hard for me. That was hard for me because I, I, I just saw this brother that didn't love himself, trying to bleach his skin and then lying about vitiligo. I'm not saying he didn't have it, but that's not what the hell happened to his face. Stop it. He didn't. He had a he had a complex with being a black man. Somebody teased him because he had a wide nose and or some garbage. You know, don't, don't it just make you sad when you see people like that? Mm, mm, mm. I was watching this show called... Uh, it's a YouTube channel called Vlad TV, and they had this young brother that used to be, he played like, you know, the son on a really popular, like, black sitcom. This dude got tattoos all over his face. I mean, like, completely covering his face. Now, how do you go from a child actor, right, with this cute little, this cute little child, this brown little child face, and, and now you're 30 years old with tattoos completely covering your face? I mean, is this some game shit? Everybody don't have to do that. Stuki didn't. Uh, Tuki, Tuki didn't have that. I mean, uh, Mom James don't have that. You don't have to do that stuff. That'd be people that don't like themselves or something like that. Or, you know, maybe they do some prison time and they feel like I want to be the scariest person in the room. People leave me. They peacocking or something like that. I don't know. But, woo! When I first saw that brother, man, I was like, damn. He thinks it's gonna make him look better because you put a diamond. And in our culture, we put so much of a, a emphasis on these precious metals that. The fact that people think they're not precious unless you got some. $24 million? So let me get this straight. You got $24 million. You could have bought real estate, but you bought a pink diamond to encrust in your forehead. Oh, my God. So that's what I first thought. First thing I thought was, damn, I hate it when people don't love themselves, man. Damn, that's, isn't that sad? That is so sad. It's hard for me to watch that kind of stuff, right? Then I thought, no, nah, he's doing this for clout. Everybody's talking about him. He's getting clicks. He's relevant. He's, you know, the dude with, I mean, you know, I'm sure he can ask more money for at the clubs now. I'm like, damn, if I made $24 million in a rap game, I might be done. Like, you got 20, little Uzi Vert was worth that much money? Because I'm sure that he didn't spend all of his fortune on a pink diamond. That would be stupid. <laughs> that would be foolish. I'm sure you didn't spend all of it, but this is where we are, man. Everybody's for the clout. Everybody's doing anything for the gram, anything for TikTok, anything for the clout. We've never been more, we've never been more caught up with ourselves as human as a human race than we are right now. Via the internet and all these different apps, we can just revel in our own gloriousness. Everybody's doing the silhouette challenge. I mean. Ask Trey Songs. You one video post away from breaking the internet. 
y'all see that? I'm not even going to speak on it. That's some woman type stuff over there. I'll let y'all do that. But uh, the Internet is undefeated. We'll put it that way. Telling you, the Internet is bringing out the very best of us and it's showcasing the very worst of us as well. It really is. So I, I wish the best for that, brother. Um, how exactly do you fuse that to the skull? Like, how the fuck? And what kind of doctor does that? What kind of dogs? You can go to school and they teach you how to encrust diamonds in people's foreheads. That's like a thing. Oh, dear Lord, we are living in the last days of common sense, my friends. We are on the precipice of our own doom. And it's going to be our own magnificence, the hubris of humankind that do us in. I'm waiting for Thanos to show up, right? Where's Thanos? <laughs> Check the skies. Oh, my God, dear Lord. Save us. Save us. Cause we need it, we need it. Damn. Um, I'm I was, I, I can't say that I have never heard a Lucy or Lil Uzi Vert song. I'm sure I have. I just can't place it. But damn, yo, where is your father at, Lil Uzi Vert? Could you imagine my son? I, I spent all this time and energy and expertise and, and time with my son to grow him up. He becomes a big time rapper where he can make twenty four million dollars, and this. Put it in his forehead. We're gonna have a problem. That's all I can say. Is we we's gonna have a problem. Come here, son. Where in the uck is your father? Little Uzi Vert, I am your father. So, you know, it is what it is. I don't know if it's because of insecurity. It's not gonna work though. That ain't, that's not going to make, make you feel better about yourself. It's just not going to work. Uh, I'm very pleased to read that I, that Ice Cube is going to meet with uh, Joe Biden. You know, I've been waiting on this. I'm very pleased to see this because I think that the idea of a black agenda is a very good idea, a very strong idea. Uh, the rapper activist was a guest on a show down in Atlanta just yesterday, and he revealed that he has plans to sit down with Joe Biden. And, of course, the Biden administration has their so-called black agendas called Lift Every Voice, and Ice Cube has his agenda called Contract of Black America. And then, of course, you know, Puffy and other folks are doing their things as well. So I think that's a beautiful thing. Hopefully something positive will come out of it. And um, if if number one, black voters have never had more leverage with a party as we do right now, because for the Democrats is either deal with us or deal with the capital crazies. What you going to do, Democrat Party? You either going to deal with the black voters that help you put you in power or you're going to deal with the capital crazies. You make your own decision and let us know. Because the Democrats will not maintain a majority if the voters, the black voters and progressive voters don't show up in 2022. They're not going to win. There's no way. You barely won this time. Kind of. You barely won. So all that stuff about waiting for the national black agenda into the third year or the second term, that's bullish. Now's the time. The Democrats are talking about go big or go home. Okay, then, well, let's go big all the way around. Let's go big all the way around. That's what I say. But what do you say? 
Um, so he, from what I'm reading, um, Ice Cube is hoping that the meeting will take place sometime this month. And uh, I'm glad to see he's following through on, you know, what he said he was going to do. I'm glad to see that. It's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. I'd more rather, if I had a choice between like a national black agenda or putting Harriet Tubman on the $2 bill, which I know are not the two choices because they can do both things. I'm going to choose the agenda any day. I'll say it again. Putting her on a $2 bill actually is quite disrespectful to her legacy, in my personal opinion. But that's what y'all want to do. That's what y'all think is fun. Y'all go ahead and have fun. Go ahead and do you. (laughs) Go ahead and have your fun. 513-873-7134. Also, we talked about this, that big-time development downtown. It went through. It went through. Looks like it was partisan lines. Looks like all the Democrats voted against it. You know, we spoke with Greg Landsman here, and I asked him what he was going to do. And he said at that point, which is like a week and a half ago, he was against it. And it looks like, you know, because they wanted more affordable housing units in it, which it ain't going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Hey, they got paid. Developers are winning. Somebody called in yesterday talking about shadow government as if because you had three members of city council who either have been indicted or suspended on federal charges as if that's going to end the shadow government, as if it started with them. Foolish, foolish talk. Foolish talk. The shadow government keeps on winning. These big-time developers get what they want. So it was a partisan decision. You had 5-4. All of the Republicans, uh, it's amazing how the Republicans came up. Hmm. Funny how that works. All of the Republicans voted for it, uh, along with Christopher Smitherman, who get this. From what I understand, he he voted for it in part because of the streetcar. You know, he's been a big critic of the streetcar. But this is supposed to be on the streetcar line. So he's like, well, hey, you know, let's connect one to the other. This kind of makes sense. Maybe he's right. Maybe they're wrong. So everybody cares about. Everybody cares. It seems like everybody cares about gentrification until a big time development comes along that has no no uh, low income or moderate income uh, spaces in it. Then it's like, mm, yeah, but we don't want to give up this great development just for some little thing called <laughs> diversity. Why should we do that? It's going to make downtown look cool again. So let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. It is what it is. We are where we are. 513-873-7134. If you want to share your thoughts, we are where we are. We are where we are. It is what it is. I'm sure it's going to be great. Also, a former police officer has been indicted in the fatal shooting of Andre Hill. Adam Coy, 19-year-old veteran, has been fired from the Columbus Police Department. He was indicted on murder and other counts in the December 22nd killing. Remember this case? Where the black man was in standing in a garage of a home where he was a guest. He comes outside and just get blasted by the officer. I guess the officer felt like he had a weapon. He had a cell phone. 19-year veteran. The officer says he thought that he had a gun in his hand. But no weapon was found. So basically, he got scared and shot this man and killed him. This is a 19-year veteran. 19-year veteran. 
And uh, so now I'm looking at an image right now of his family, his daughter. Could you imagine that? Father does nothing wrong. So this goes back to what we've talked about before. You got some bad police officers. You have apologists for bad police officers. And I've heard people say things like, well, if you're not committing a crime, Nate, then you don't have to worry about anything. Well, you tell that to the family of Andre Hill. He didn't commit a crime. He didn't do anything wrong. You know, that that's such a myth. I've heard Jason Whitless and other people say, oh, well, it's, what about black on black crime, right? If you don't do anything wrong, you don't have to worry about it. I mean, that might be the reality for some people in this country, but not everybody. Not everybody. So we'll see what happens. An indictment is not a conviction. That's the other thing. An indictment is not a conviction. Just because you get indicted for something doesn't mean you're going to be convicted of a damn thing. We've been down this road before, before, right? I mean, here in Cincinnati, we saw a white officer kill an unarmed black civilian who was a University of Cincinnati police officer. He wasn't even city police. Who had a a, a, a a demonstrated history, I mean numeric with numbers, had a demonstrated history of pulling over black people at a way higher clip than there are black people in the city. Prosecutors brought forward uh eyewitness, I mean experts that did all this kind of analysis on the video to determine that the officer was lying. It was clear as day this officer was lying. And guess what? He didn't get in, he didn't get convicted. And we saw him shoot Sandra Bowles in the head on video and then lie about it and got away from it. Probably because with it, probably because the prosecutor was in the bag, in my opinion. The prosecution was in the bag. Lazy prosecutors with a what two minutes opening statements and I mean, it, it's it's just like they brought in uh, Scooby Doo and Shaggy, and they were the prosecutors uh, in that particular case with Sandra Bowles. It was it was it wasn't comedy because it was too serious. It was disappointing. But Hamilton County reelected the bum prosecutor. The prosecutor is a bum. Period. Joe Dieters is a bum. Everybody knows that. And he botched that case. I can't believe I I can't believe I can understand why anybody would even trust him after that case. Like, why would I trust you in these big time cases? You can't even convict a man who everybody knows is lying, who had on you know racist imagery on his t shirt that he was wearing underneath his uniform, talking about some. I don't know what t shirt I put on. It just defies logic. No no human being in the world gets up in the morning. And goes to work and you don't know what you have on. Like raise your hand how many times this happened to you. Let's say you were like getting dressed in the dark or uh, let's say that, you know, you were rushing or whatever. And you accidentally put on a shirt that had imagery that was racially offensive to some people. You know what you fucking got on, whether it's underneath your T-shirt or not. We're all human beings. And why do you even own a, a T-shirt? With the Confederate flag on it anyway. The only time it's acceptable if you was an old school Deuce of Hazard fan. And then you just skirting the line, homie. You just skirting the line. That's the one way you can get away. You like Deuce of Bo and Luke? Okay, cool. I understand. But just watch where you wear that kind of stuff. It's the only distinction I can give you. And he didn't even have that. I just was just put on a t-shirt that day. I didn't know it had the Confederate flag on it. Police. He was on that race soldier-ish. Stop it. Pissed off about that tensing trial all over again. Sorry. It happens. 
Welcome to my world, 513-873-7134. So a few things that I want to set the table and talk with you this morning. Uh, also, you know, is anybody hip to, is anybody hip to this, this, uh, it's a group. I don't know if they would call them, I guess you would call them R&B pop. I'm not even sure where they are, hip hop. I don't know. But it's actually a great success story because a lot of people do this, but they don't get this kind of success. But these two sisters, the Bailey sisters, Chloe and Hallie, they got a super dope song that came out last year called uh, Do It, I think. Um, And uh, it's super dope. And they were signed to Beyonce from YouTube. Like, this is some some black excellence type stuff, right? Because they're black based in Atlanta. And uh, they're two years apart. One is 22, the other is 20. I like the song. The song is super dope. It was actually big on TikTok. People was doing the Do It TikTok challenge last year. And, uh, man, I saw, I just happened to come across, saw this young girl. She's like 22 years old. And she's crying about how people are body shaming her because she's dancing sexy on Instagram. And I'm thinking, isn't that what you do on Instagram these days? Everybody's dancing sexy or doing a silhouette challenge or the, the bus it challenge. So I watched a video of her doing a bus it challenge. I did. I keep telling you, I am a man. 100%. What you see right here is 100% black heterosexuality. And I love it. I embrace it. Okay? So if you can't handle that, I don't know what to tell you. This might not be the good, the, the right spot for you. But anyway, so I watched the Busted Challenge, and she was busting it. I guess that's the right way you put it. I mean, I ain't think nothing of it. I've seen, I'm just so jaded by the internet now that I'm rarely surprised. I'm rarely surprised by the things I see. And uh, you got all these sexy dancing challenges. And again, as a heterosexual man, I'm here for all of it. I love it all. You can say what you want to say about twerking. I love it. I'm not going to back away from that. It is what it is. Okay, but she started crying because people are criticizing her because she's being too sexy on the internet. I'm like, what the fuck? What? I may play some of that for you. You just, I don't shut the fuck up. Leave this young girl alone. Let her do what the hell she's doing. They got signed to Beyonce off of YouTube. <laughs> off of YouTube, just doing cover, you know, just doing cover songs or covering songs. Just her and her sisters with a banjo or a guitar. Come on, that's an amazing uh, success story right now. And now they're, they're signed, I think, Beyonce's um, record company is Parkwood or something like that. Peter Parker, something, something like that. I think it's Parkwood or something like that. Anyway, it's with Beyonce. Does it really matter? That's the dream of every young entertainer, especially you're a black, young black female. Oh, my God. She's living her best life out here, making songs for a living, Dancing for a living. If she want to get a little sexy, don't get sexy. Who cares? You don't like it? Turn it off. Simple as that. I don't get it, man. We so critical. <laughs> I'm such a hypocrite. Cause I'm, who's more critical than me, right? <laughs> 513-873-7134 if you'd like to share your thoughts this morning. Before we go any further, we have to take a quick pause and get a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. It's that well-born experience. Well-born. It's that well-born experience. Well-born. Uh, uh, uh. The well-born experience. Well-born. Experience. Well-born. Experience. Well-born. It's that well-born experience. Well-born. Yeah. The well-born experience. Well-born. Yeah. The well-born experience. Well-born. Experience. Uh, well-born. Uh, experience. Uh, well-born. Uh, experience. Uh, Tell us what you need. 
that's the question we start with. Yeah. We specialize selling condos, houses, apartments. Oh. Make sure that you're happy with your residence. Keep it real, no filter. Oh, this the realtor from the Natty is heaven sent. It's the well-born experience. Ain't nothing like it. Nothing. Every time he talk to his client, he's so excited just knowing he able to put him in a place to lay their head. Not focusing on his profits, but on the client instead. Right. He keeps his own profession, knowing from his conversation. Uh. You can tell he studies before sharing information. Educated, motivated, ain't nobody better. Who's willing to walk you through every step to relieve the pressure? Relieve the pressure. Yeah. And just so you know it's real, real. you get a special personalized rug once he closes the, the deal. So go and call him up so he can get you live. Yeah. 513-252-1055. All right, 513-252-1055. TeamWellBornExperience.com. There is a link in the description of today's show on Facebook and YouTube. And if you're looking for a dream home, looking for a rental property, looking for a commercial space, uh, hit up Team Wellburn. Hold on a second here. See. I keep it chilly in the house, especially in this particular room, because, uh, you know, I got equipment in here. And it gets a little hot, starts buzzing in here. All right, uh, who wants to talk? Who is in the mood for some good old-fashioned talk radio this morning? I would love to hear your thoughts. Let me go straight to the choppers this morning. Where else would I go first? Let me go straight to the choppers. Miss D. Rice, greetings. Ray Rice here. Um, Miss <laughs> uh, D. Rice, uh, correct title, Anything and Developers. That's right. Uh, Pat Rice, good morning. Sharp Rice, good morning, Nana Choppers. Tracy Rice, hi. Mason Marler's in the house, a.k.a. Politically Petty. Ray Wright, City Council. <laughs> well, like I said, I mean, for me, with, with, with Tamayan Denar, P.G. Sinfield, uh, even Jeff Pastor not being down there, I think that the council took a step back. I think council took a real step back. Um, a giant step back, in my personal opinion. And we definitely lost diversity. You know, I ran through the numbers, I think, the city of Cincinnati is 45% black, 45% African-American, anywhere between 42 and 45%, depending on where you go. And city council is not percentile-wise representative anymore. We were, but we are not. But when the local Republican Party got a chance uh, to nominate people, they decided that there are no black people worthy uh, of that kind of consideration in Hamilton County whatsoever. So you get what you get. You, you are where you are. It is what it is. Brenda Rice, happy Thursday. Tracy Rice, I need coffee. Why are all of these male rappers little now? That's a good damn question. It's a good question. And that's one that'll just go up for the ages. Uh, when we feed, when we all see the face of our God, we can ask that we can ask God. Until then, we just don't know. Sharp Rice, big money wins majority of the time in Cincinnati. Uh, example, Children's Hospital, FC Cincinnati, and developers. City Council has no spine. Sharp, what an excellent point. What an excellent point. What an excellent point. You know, just drawing some parallels is kind of interesting. Like, um, I have been thinking about it, but now the actions of the board, uh, of the Cincinnati Public School Board, and again, it's going to be a lot of good people to do that, but I want to make sure that CDM is a part of that as well. And we're going to have some very interesting political races, so... I think more is more for the public. I most certainly uh, want to be a part of any of those kind of things, especially when it comes to the school boards, because um, as I was thinking last night about, you know, a lot of things that I'm seeing and hearing, 
Um, there's just some things that there's still a lot of questions that need to be asked and and we need someone who is going to demand the answers no matter what someone who's not who's willing to stop being Cincinnati polite and I I that you look you're looking at them most certainly and as it relates with the school board you got four members who are going to be asking for re-election we'll find out if they all run or not and before we make those decisions there are some questions that need to be asked and some answers that need to be demanded, you know, as it relates to these people. Um, my daughter goes to Warner Hills. I said it a thousand times. I said it again. And so we we just got the notification of like what that process is going to be in the next couple of weeks. And um, you know, from my daughter's own world words, it's dangerous. I mean, she's the one who's got to be there, not me. And she's torn. Like on one hand, she like you know, she the CDA is not an option for her. This is coming from her. I mean, because she's the one who's there not me uh but she also feels like the plan is just really unsafe doesn't really make a whole lot of sense and then she's thinking about the loss of instruction time which is just so counterintuitive it really is uh like i said we talked to these school board members and their backward logic is dangerous uh like i said the humans what we found in COVID is that COVID, a crisis is can be very very revealing about leadership about your organizational um efficacy about so many different things right and so one of the reasons why donald trump was not reelected was because of his response to covid it cost him if not for that like if donald trump would have jumped on there and been a, a real leader he would have been reelected easily he would have beat joe biden easily but he, he he blew it it's the same thing with the school board like you know, nobody could have foresaw what their decisions and some of their rationale was going to be. But it took a crisis to sort of reveal to you, you know, who these individuals are and what they really stand for. And like I said, I mean, it's going to be I just can't wait to see these explanations when some of these folks stand up on front of the stage as they get in front of the public and they try to tell convince us that they deserve our trust again. That's going to be a real hard conversation because. I mean, what COVID has revealed is that uh, the school board, and this is my opinion, there might be school board members listening, so be it. But what it reveals to me is that uh, in a time of crisis, in a time of life or death, uh, that they are not going to seek input from the parents. They're not going to, because they didn't do it. Um, In a time of crisis, in a time of, because the best predictor for the future is the past. So in the type of in a time of crisis, in a time of life and death decisions, they don't really care what the teachers think who are on the front line. And that's so now if these individuals are running for reelection this year, I just can't wait to hear those explanations as to why we should trust you. So you they could never say to us, oh, well, I care about what parents think. They can't say that. And if they do, then you need someone like me who will hold them accountable to what actually happened. And will stand fearless and tearless because I don't subscribe to Cincinnati Polite. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. That's gonna be very, very interesting. I can't wait to hear those those conversations because it's one thing to say, "Well, this was my decision." We get it, but your process, the process as to how you arrive at your decision, is something completely different. And the school board could have, and I think they should have. Um, uh, taking more input and made more of an attempt to get input from the parents. All you got to do is just release the possum. That's what you got it for. That's why we 
are paying for it. It's taxpayers and those people that supported the levy and things like that. So you can have the tools you need to do the best job. You got the tools, but you're not using them. So that's going to be very, very interesting. And then when it comes to city council, it's like, like I said, they keep talking about gentrification and we want affordable housing units and da, 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 da. But in practice, what I keep seeing is that when a big time development comes, they're going to go for it. And I don't know if it would have been any different. So it was a five, four decision, right? You need six votes for it to be veto proof from the mayor, but it's, it's a five, four decision. I don't know if it would have been any different if, let's say, Jeff Pastor was on um, was on uh, council or P.G. Sittenfield was on council or Tamaya Denard was on council. I don't know if it would have been any different. I don't know. All I know is what happened. That's all I know. So another big-time development. Developers are winning. They uh, Some suggest that they are the shadow government in Cincinnati. And, you know, it is what it is. What you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it, Cincinnati? That's the real question. You tell me. You tell me. Good morning to you. Uh, Jared's in the house. He writes, hashtag Team and I. Good morning. Daryl writes, uh, like mofos from out of town, don't support your local candidates. TG. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This thing just jumped. Oh, let me go way back here. Here we go. Here we go. Daryl writes, uh, good morning, Nate Choppers. Lisa is on YouTube. She writes, good morning, beautiful people. I'm grateful to be amongst the living this morning. I am too. I am too. Jerome's in the house. I said, Jerome's in the house. He writes, uh, good morning, Nana Choppers. Anthony writes, uh, morning, Choppers. Uh, Akeem writes, uh, morning, we are all doomed. Thanks for coming. Thanks coming for a little Uzi head. <laughs> I mean, listen, man. If I had $24 million, you think I'm going to put it in one item, like a diamond? That's number one. That's not happening. And number two, you think I'm going to put it in some jewelry art, some 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 skin art, some forehead art? Man, listen, I don't know if his father's in his life, but if I was his father, I'd be disappointed in a motherfucker. You just wasted $24 million and did some old self-scarification, mutilation type stuff. That's what it looks like to me. And it got me thinking, like, man, there's a lot of people with 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 not with like extreme low self esteem, right? There's a lot of people that look in the mirror and they don't see what they what their world sees. And if they got some money, they start doing drastic things to themselves, like Serena Williams. Damn, I mean, we had some good times. Me and Serena had some good times back when she was in my fantasy file. I had to kick her out. I mean, it was a tough decision, y'all. Y'all remember? I mean, we went through this process. It was like a several week process. It wasn't just like a snatto, a Thanos, like, you know, it wasn't snap of the fingers. It was, it was a, de- a decision. It was a process, but she had to go. You seen that lately? It just makes me sad. I'm like, damn. And she was gorgeous. I just hate seeing it, though. I, I hate seeing it. I do. I hate seeing it. Damn. Sean Rice, good morning, Nate and the Choppers. Good morning to you, Sean. Okay, so let me go to the phones here. We got, uh, Hold on one second here. We have uh, John on the line. He's been waiting patiently, clearing his throat in the background. <coughs> Don't forget about me, black man. Black man to black man. Hold on one second. Let me get you in, brother. Hold on one second. <laughs> Hold on one second. All right, I got you, John. <laughs> Who knows what John wants to talk about? 
<laughs> Hopefully John is on point John Hopefully he's going to talk about what has been brought up That would be refreshing uh, That would be refreshing Akeem writes uh, I think I read that already Tiff Tiff's in the house Good morning to you Daryl writes He better watch where he travels through the world <laughs> You know that's right It's like all I got to do is just bump you over the head And, and get 24 mil Oh man he's You talk about a target He might as well just put a target around his forehead, forehead. That's what he did but I don't know, man. If I had a choice between getting like what Lil Uzi Vert did and then Vision there on the right, I'm going to take the one with the superpowers. I'm just saying that's, that'll be me. Uh, uh, the Mason Marler writes, uh, Morning Nate in the, in the uh, Facebook Choppers. Good morning to you. Alicia writes, uh, God's Morning Nathan in the Choppers. Good morning to you as well. Janine writes, um, Good morning, Nathan in the Choppers. Mr. Taylor writes, Price on the head, dumbass boy. What's up, Mr. Taylor? The King writes, where's Kyle Rittenhouse? That's right. Where in the world is Kyle Rittenhouse? How do you lose? How do you lose this man? Wait, wait, let me look at the latest news here just to make sure they haven't found him. Um, let me see. Where is Kenosha shooter Kyle Rittenhouse one hour ago from Slate Magazine? Now prosecutors are looking to arrest Kyle Rittenhouse. If you don't remember, it goes back to August of last year. Amid the Kenosha unrest, Kyle Rittenhouse, 17-year-old male from Antioch, Illinois, I think his mother drove him to Kenosha, and he killed two pro- protesters and wounded another during uh, confrontations. Apparently, people's trying to get at him. He had a weapon, and uh, he shot two people and killed them. Remember that? Then he walked past the police. Police didn't, they was like, oh, he's he's minor. Let's get to these Black Lives Matter protesters. Stop them. Well, Kyle Rittenhouse's lawyer said that. Okay, Shaka, oh, you already know it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Good morning to you. Kyle Rittenhouse's lawyers are citing threats as to why he didn't list his current uh, address. I can get that. I can see people wanting, especially the family members of the people he killed. I can see them wanting to get at his neck. I can see that. I can see that. So I'm sure they'll find him. I'm sure they'll find him when they get ready. <laughs> anything for the clout, right? You do anything for clout. Uh, let me see. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Michael writes, uh, why that Negro got that damn diamond in his head? I told you why. Clout. Clout and self-esteem, it's got to be a mixture of it, I think. You know, you know, rappers and some people that grow up, some of these rappers, man, make it big. They grow up rough. They grew up fantasizing, seeing their favorite rappers on TV and in music videos with millions of dollars of chains and precious diamonds. Why not take it the next logical step? Embed it in your forehead. I don't see what y'all don't say. I don't see why they don't like it, actually. What's your problem? <laughs> What's your problem? Uh, Brenda writes, uh, good morning from Fairfield. Good morning to you, Brenda. Angelo writes, good morning, everyone. Uzi is stupid. He literally put money on his own head. He did. <laughs> he, he literally did. Woody writes, uh, good morning, Brother Nathan and Choppers. Wear your mask. Absolutely. Wear your mask. Because people will walk out of the room if you don't. Like Cecil Thomas, he's in the news over the last couple of days. Apparently, they had a meeting, a legislative meeting up at the Ohio Senate. 
And as he looked around, a lot of people didn't have masks on. And so he he walked out. He said, look, my daughter has some, you know, immune issues. She might be vulnerable to COVID. I'm out of here. He walked out and good for Cecil Thomas, man. At least some people got some fucking common sense in this world. Good for Cecil Thomas. Great. Alicia writes, the surgeon who implanted the diamond should be sued. I agree with you for crimes against humanity. I'm with you on that. Michael writes, man, 24 million could have helped the hood. I'm surprised that Lil Uzi Vert has $24 million. I read, and this is kind of funny. I read that he said that he's been making payments on the diamond since 2017. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Because more is more, right? Let's go to the phones. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm on speakerphone. Can you hear me clearly? I can hear you clearly. What's up, brother? Perfect. Hey, man, I'm just looking at your cover. All right, let's see. You got a little Uzi. You got to talk about uh, <laughs> that diamond that he put in his head. Oh, yeah, we are. What's right? your, who am I speaking with? What's your name? My name is Eli. I called uh, before previously, man, so... I definitely got uh, something to say about this. Uh, have you guys, uh, have you ever heard of Afro punk? It's like an old culture out there of people who just do like, uh, I, I think it's like gothic, uh, not even gothic, but basically it's just like a rock and roll for black people. Uh huh. I'm, I'm, I've heard the term, but I'm not super familiar with the culture. I know they do like Afro punk festivals, something like that. Yeah, me neither, so I won't uh, get into too much detail, but I've just seen a few images uh, about the first time I heard about it. Uh, I think it was, uh, was introduced to it through, like, a dread and tattoo video, and so the lady was talking about Afro-Punk, and the images were just were just amazing. Amazing, man. So uh, I wanted to put that out there because, you know, that's just a part of people's culture, so I wouldn't criticize too heavily, especially if you don't know. I mean, uh, like if somebody's a square or something, like somebody might wear a suit. I don't even have any tattoos or anything like that. I got to say, I just got to say, but, um, you know, I called you, uh, specifically to see about like a business inquiry for, for, um, promotion. Do you have an email that I can, uh, speak with you more, uh, 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 speak with you about this? Yeah, for sure, man. You can hit me on my personal email is, is Nathan's flow at gmail.com. I'm sorry, so can you just repeat that? It sounded like you said Nathan's yeah. something. Nathan's flow at gmail.com. I'll put it on the screen Nathan's as well. Flow. Cool, please, and thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Now, the brother's hitting us to the game. He said it's Afro-punk culture. You know, as I'm looking at these images, he's absolutely right. I'm with it. I'm with it. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm not super deep in it, but I am aware. I like it. I like it. So he says that that's what Lil Uzi Vert is doing. It's part of that Afro-punk culture. Cool. I'm with it. Hold on. I'm getting a message here. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Hey, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Mr. Nathan Ivey and the good people of Cincinnati, as well as the good people around the world. And yes, we cannot forget those choppers. Good morning, sir. Good morning. We'll stick with the subject matter, as you indicated, as is um, some of the topics that you covered. I'll try to race through as many of it as possible before. And the last thing I'm going to talk about is my pick. Get my pick in early for the Super Bowl. 
oh, you know who I'm going to pick. Let's go back to your beautiful flows earlier. Your first thing you kind of talked about that caught my attention is the young lady that Beyonce signed. And if she is listening to the Nathan Ivey show, honey, be yourself, be yourself. Don't let the haters out there distract you and stop your flows. This is your time. You were watched by a superstar, Beyonce. She's given you that opportunity. Take advantage of it because the haters will come out and try to stop you. So I wish you luck and hopefully things will work out there. You know, Mr. Nathan Ivey, I think I proposed a question to you once before. Did you and your family get vaccinated? Did you get tested? Well, first, did you get tested? No. And if so, if you did get tested, have you taken the shots yet? No, I haven't. To both questions, the answer is no. The reason why I proposed that, uh, I've been tested three times last year in the state of Florida, spread it out. They all came up negative. Then I had to go to New Jersey to settle some of my brother's remains and some of his things that had to be taken care of, my sister. And um, when I came back, I said I was going to get tested. And then finally, I just said, out of heck with it. You know, after I took his ashes to Georgia uh, about two weeks ago, and then I took his ashes up and then I said, OK, it's time to get tested again. And I did get tested and it's negative. Uh, now I'm scrambling. No, I wouldn't say scramble. I'm not panicking. I'm going to get tested. I was holding off because I wanted to see what that Johnson & Johnson uh, vaccine looks like. And I'm tired of horsing around with them. They've taken too much time. <sighs> Let's go back to, as you talked about earlier, Trump's foolishness with this thing, this virus. And it's now more serious now. And I encourage African-Americans across the country, please get tested. Please get tested. Don't wait. This is serious. Very, very serious. And I'll tell you why. I got a call from a friend in New Jersey and she was fairly upset, upset. And she lives on the shore of um, of uh, the eastern shore and of New Jersey near the beach. And on the other side of the track is the black community. She used to work over there. Uh, she's retired and she took care of a community center. She knew the whole nonprofit status. And she gave the city on the other side of the street, holy hell, when the black community was not getting what they're supposed to get. So I, I agree with her. But she decided to go get vaxxed. She was going to hold off like me and she decided to take the test. So she registered, went online, wherever it was. And this happened a month ago when she registered. Get, she didn't get no call, but this Baptist black church called her in the black community saying, you're on our list, go get tested. On our side of the track. They were tipping her off that certain people were getting tested and certain people are not getting tested. And that's a fact. And nobody has come up with the data and I'll tell you about that too. So she went to go t get tested. She's lined up, nothing but white people online. She's the only black person in line. And she noticed a woman down the line. She looked like she was Hispanic. So she waited, got inside the building, got the test, and she noticed nothing but all white people in there. So she left. After she got her test, she crossed the street, pulled up her cell phone, and started filming. She was outraged. And she said, this is not nothing new. This has been going on across the country and nobody's come up with data as to who's being tested or who's jumping the line. And she noticed, she said, these people that were in line, white people, they were from outside the city. 
she was outraged. So she just, as I indicated, went across the street, stood on the corner, pulled out her cell phone and filmed it. Somebody must inside must have saw her filming and called the cops. I won't get into the detail. And the cops showed up. What are you doing? Uh, we got a call. Somebody was harassing people. I said, I'm not harassing no body. I'm across the street. So words went back and forth. And I guess one of the cops called the captain. And once they got her name and the captain uh, told both of the cops, get the hell out of there. You don't know who you're messing with. This woman is a part of the community and she doesn't play. And they left. So I'll leave that out. But she was outraged and called me because she knows I'm I'm no nonsense, too. I know the foolishness within New Jersey and how people game games are played. Now, you ask me, why am I going through all that? Well, is there data? I don't think there is data. And what I just told you, her story in the middle of the night, I'm watching CNN and I'm watching Cuomo's show and they rebroadcast these shows in the middle of the night. And Cuomo laid it out. He says, there is no data showing who's being tested and who's not being tested. And he says, I'm outraged that African-Americans should be at the top of the list across the country to be tested. And the reason why he said what I already said last year, we should be tested first because we were affected more than anybody when this thing came out. Now it goes back to that idiot Trump. Barack Obama, and I told you many times, Mr. Nathan Ivey, Barack Obama told him before he left the White House, told Trump, this virus may come, and this is what you got to do. And Trump, the bottom line, said, ah, screw those in people. I'm not going to say the word I know. Screw those in people. Let them get infected. Okay, a month ago, and then I bring you forward, people. A month ago, an email came out. I don't know how MSNBC got this email. And the email was laid out. One of Trump's top people last year got an email and he took it to Trump saying, this virus is out of control. And what did Trump say? Let it happen. The bottom line, people, is Trump had a game plan when he got in that White, white House was to get reelected. And to get reelected, let the virus happen. Who is it going to affect? Yes, it affected African-Americans across the country. Every time you turn on the nightly news, you see who's dying? African-American. Who's being affected? African-Americans. So Cuomo was right. We should have been at the top of the list across the country to take the vaccine. Okay, I yeah, know something. Yeah, let me jump in here. So I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, man, but a lot of black people don't want to take the vaccine because they don't trust it. That's that's the other part about it. They just don't trust the, the science of it. What, Some are, but the, from what I'm reading in the state of Ohio is right now yeah. the numbers are real down when it comes to particular, specifically the black community. And I think it's because of our some people's mistrust of the medical establishment for good reasons, but, for valid reasons. But I hear what you're saying, John. I got to make a move, though, brother. Okay, well, let me just end with this. And I, I hear what you're saying, but the problem is you got another – strand that's out there now and it's more powerful than the first one yeah you got a couple so, i'm not telling people what to do you you have to make your own decisions but when you see the numbers when you see the data of people dying in our community you got to now take the bull by the horn you got to protect your wives you got to protect your husband you got to take protect your children this is important we know john you cannot wait you cannot wait and i'm going to give you my pick before everybody gets their pick real quick Captain, man i want to make Captain, a move Captain Brady will get his next Super Bowl. You can count on it. He will win. 
All right. On Sunday. Have right. a nice day. Uh, you too, John. <laughs> that's that's uh, fucking John. That's that's John. That's fucking John from Florida. What can I say? Uh, okay. Again, my email address is Nathan S. Flow, Nathan's Flow at gmail.com. If you want to contact me this morning uh, about any sponsorships or um, promotional ideas, let's get it going. Let's get it going. Let's do it. Um, had a couple people that called in and I missed their phone calls. So call me back. I'll try to put you on. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the show. Drive How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Oh man, it's a, it's an honor to follow John from Florida, and I just wanted to put out a warning right now. Get ready to get triggered, Mister Ivy. The latest episode of the Black Knight Democrat podcast just dropped this morning, and the topic is exactly what you just gave John twenty minutes to talk about the black the the vaccine and how African Americans are not taking the vaccine okay so joe biden can continue with his little campaign to vaccinate 100 million americans in the next 100 days he can go ahead and buy more vaccines because it's not gonna work black people will not take the vaccine and if the lamestream media did their job and put some reports out here and show that black people will not take the vaccine. Instead of, with all these lame reports, oh, black people are disproportionately not receiving the vaccine. Black people are two, three, four times more likely not to get... Come on, people. The media will not hold the Biden administration accountable. They will not ask him questions. He will not answer questions. So... Get ready for the what, propaganda. What questions are they not asking? And then what questions did the media ask that Joe Biden didn't answer? That he, they're not, they didn't ask him, did he know that African-Americans are not taking the vaccine? Because if, if he knows and his administration, just like the previous administration, knew that there was a, a large percentage, I think it was 35%, of African-Americans said they will not take the vaccine. It's only been out for two months, Mr. Ivey. Problems are starting to emerge. So what is but Joe Biden supposed to do? not report these stories. I don't know if that's true. But what? how is Joe Biden responsible for black people deciding to take a vaccine or not? Because he is the president that was placed in office by the black vote. They continually and? remind him of that because they want their cut and they're tired what? of being put behind when it comes to these things that are happening. Yeah, but what does that have to do it's with my question, though? The, that has nothing to do okay, with my question. Okay. I'm like, how, how are you holding Joe Biden responsible for he's the decisions the of individual Americans, black or otherwise? He's the president. He and? needs to be held at the same standard. That the previous president. Oh, you're being ridiculous. Know, oh, I get it but now. We know you're that's being ridiculous. Not happen. I get we it. We know that's not going to happen because the lamestream media are willing accomplices of the Democrat Party. I get and it we now. Know it. You want some dumb okay, shit? So, I see. I get it. No, I'm not. Yes, Before you are. I go, here's more proof. Here's more proof. Look it up on your little computer there, Mr. Ivy, because the Super Bowl ads 
that were purchased by major corporations across this country will not promote their product. They will use their ad time during the Super Bowl to promote vaccines. And we all know if that's their attempt to get black people to take the vaccine, it ain't going to work because black people are boycotting the NFL. That's all I got. Josh Carl, 52. Black, not Democrat. Dropping science to anyone who wants to catch it. Peace. Yeah, dropping science fiction, maybe. Because I didn't hear any science. So so he was on some ridiculous stuff. So get ready for that, folks. All these black Trump supporters, they're going to do what Drop's doing. Start making ridiculous comparisons to Joe Biden. Well, why didn't the media? They didn't do that to Joe Biden the way they did it to Trump. So it's going to be a lot of that. So that's what he, when I realized that's what he was on, I'm like, oh, I get it now. He's on that dumb ish. What is he talking about? <laughs> you can't make somebody take a vaccine and you the United States president per se. I mean, they can, but that's not what's going on. That's a history of mistrust with this country and the medical industry and rightfully so by a lot of black folks. And it's going to take more than just having some big time celebrities, you know, get the vaccine and locally people say it's going to take more than that. And then the other thing is I want to see the numbers. I mean, that's what the headlines are, but I want to see what the numbers are going to be. And then there's still a decision. There's still a question about the equity, the equability, right? You know, is it going to be an equitable distribution of the vaccine or is it going to go to the elites first and then trickle down to the common man, you and me? That's what I've seen so far. So we'll see. Uh, Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, Nathan, it's Tracy. How are you? I'm doing good, Tracy. How you doing? Good. I just want to make fun of Drop for a minute because Drop never held Trump accountable for the back then 300,000, 400,000 deaths, not even at 200,000, held not even at 80 deaths for the deaths from COVID. He never held him accountable for playing golf the entire time, flying to Mar-a-Lago during COVID. And now that we have a new president in office, we don't hear him saying, where's Trump? Like the whole four years, he he asked, where's Barack Obama? Like he was saying, where's Waldo? So drop, where's Trump? Where's he at? What's he doing? Why didn't he do anything about COVID? Now you want to take a whole previous four years and dump it in Biden's lap? And then the other thing for me, and this is why I'm on the fence, and I just put it um, out on speaker. This is why I'm on the fence about the vaccine. You know, nobody has ever given two shits about black people in America ever. I'm 51 years old and I've never seen anybody be compassionate to black people, care about the plight of black people. And now that there's this vaccine, they want to push black and brown people to the front of the line and say, here, take this shot. It's free. Why shouldn't we be skeptical? Why do they care now? So don't make it seem like we're incompetent and irresponsible because we're using our brains to think about something that's being forced upon us. You know, now they're talking about you might not be able to take cruises. You might not be able to get on a plane unless you take this shot. Let people think about it first. Grown people. Let people weigh their options. Let people make decisions for themselves. But in the meantime, instead of down in black folks and talking about what we're doing or what we're not doing, you get out and you look for uh, not Barack Obama, but Donald Trump. 
and his whole family because they're missing in action. They're probably in the same house as Rittenhouse someday somewhere. So you write a podcast on that. Drop. Have a good day. <laughs> Thank you for the call. She's 100% right. Racker. Racker. She's 100% right. Hold on. Do I have some kind of sound effect for that? I should. Uh, maybe uh, some Chun-Li. We'll go with that. So she's 100% right. Where's Barack Obama? Like, he's chilling with Michelle. They're in Wakanda. Where else? Right? Oh, where's, 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 where's Barack Obama? Now that Trump's left, Trump's not responsible for anything. He never helped Trump responsible for playing golf, like Tracy said, the whole damn time. He played more golf than any president. In fact, the last three presidents combined, he played more golf than the last three presidents. Even though he was criticizing Barack Obama the whole time about it. <laughs> I mean, it's quite amazing. Then you want to call in here talking about some uh, Joe Biden is responsible for how it's just ridiculous. It's just crazy talk. Dumb ish. Like I said, makes no sense whatsoever. These damn black Republicans, man, you're not doing your job. Go do your job. Angela Rice, he could have took that 24 million and went down on Skid Row in LA and helped the homeless. This is totally ridiculous. Anthony writes, it has to be like those screw in replacement dentures, Nate. Yeah, but with the replacement dentures, as I understand it, it's a screw that's in your jaw. Right? And maybe you just pop the top of it off and replace it when you need to. How do you do that on your forehead? I want to talk to the surgeon. I think it's probably fused to his skull. <laughs> it's Afropunk, man. Good morning, writes uh, Marcia. Good to see you, Marcia. That is crazy. Uh, Rick Junette, happy birthday. It's your birthday today? I didn't know that. Good, happy birthday to you. Yeah, happy birthday. Nat writes, uh, all those natural resources, diamonds stolen from Africa, and you do this ish, shaking my damn hair, LOL. Dale writes, Ice Cube can kick rocks. Kenneth writes, Ice Cube, just sit down with Kamala Harris, see if this sister is real. And we'll see, we'll see. Glenn writes, black Americans had more leverage in the 50s and 60s. Really? Nah. Black, I don't know about that. I, I would hear, like to hear that. But I, I'm saying that black voters have leverage right now because, you know, when there's competition, who wins the consumers? And right now, there's super competition between the Democrats and Republicans. They both want our vote. The Democrats are holding on with a very, very tiny majority in the Senate. And in the last election cycle, they lost suits in, in the House of Representatives. Okay, so if they want to maintain these power positions, they have to deal with us. There's never been a better time to push for a black agenda. The time is now, right now, if that's something you care about. If you don't, then, you know, it is what it is. Back to your pina coladas. Uh, Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. This is Danita. How are you doing this morning? Hey. Hey, I just wanted, I had to write down a couple of things so I didn't forget. Um, when we're talking about holding the school board accountable come this um, upcoming election, I really hope that the only thing that we're not looking at is just the um, answer to remote learning versus face-to-face. Because when I look at Cincinnati Public, there are a lot of things, in my opinion, 
that this school board should be held accountable for that we need questions answered. We constantly talk about equity in the schools. So one of my questions is, why is it that kindergartners at Kilgore and Fairview are able to read chapter books by the end of the school year, but kindergartners at John P. Parker and Hayes Porter are not? Why is there such a big difference in the curriculum that is given to those schools versus our neighborhood schools? That's not equity. Why don't we see a bigger diversity of sixth graders feeding into Walnut Hills other than Kilgore, Fairview, and the Magnet schools? That's not equity. Um, if all of our schools are supposed to be good schools, then we should see better from all. Why are there six elementary Montessori schools and only two Montessori high schools? Where do we expect these kids to go who have been in Montessori programs preschool through sixth grade, but they all can't fit into two high schools? That doesn't make sense to me. Why is the Spencer School that is supposed to be for gifted children receiving a D on the state report card? That's a question that they need to answer for me. Why are kids in grades 7, 8, and 9 taking double math to help them pass end-of-course exams, which they need to graduate? So what they're doing is now we're being reactive, saying we recognize our kids are coming into high schools, which now start in the seventh grade, deficient in math. So now we're going to take away other options that they have for classes and give them double math. Why aren't we addressing this issue in elementary schools where it starts? Instead of being reactive, why aren't we being proactive and changing what we're doing in elementary schools? Because that's where our babies get their foundation. Why is it that Cincinnati Public Schools has one vocational school, but yet every district in Ohio must offer vocational training? We all know that all kids aren't going to college, and that's okay. Let's give them something that they can, after high school, get a good job and have a good trade. So in Cincinnati Public Schools, out of 18 high schools, we have one that offers vocational training, and that's Woodward. So out of all of those high school students, we're only giving maybe 800 the experience of vocational education. That's not okay. So let's not just focus on answers for remote learning versus face-to-face. Let's look at really what we need to move our district. And I'm sorry, I know everybody is so on Mike Morawski because he wanted to say, let's wait till March 1st. But where has Mike Morawski been when our district is failing his the whole time that he's been in office? That's the question that they need to answer. Every last one of them. What are they doing to move our district forward? I should not have to pay tuition as a resident of the city of Cincinnati because I want my kid to have a good foundation in elementary school. I shouldn't have to do a lottery for my kid to have a good education, hoping that they get into a magnet. Every single Cincinnati public school elementary should be able to teach our kids to be competitive in this world, that they can have a rounded education. I shouldn't have to cross my fingers and my kid is going to pick in a lottery to get a good education. Those are the kind of questions that our school board needs to answer. Yeah, I detect no problems with anything you said. It makes sense to me. So, so that that's my thing for all of the parents. Let's quit waiting about remote learning versus face to face, and look at the real issues that are in Cincinnati public schools. Not that face to face versus remote isn't important, but I just all of this people that are so riled up now. I don't understand why we sat back all of this time 
Well, our kids are being cheated. And, and they really are. I've worked for Cincinnati Public, and guess what? My kid doesn't go there. And I was asked by an assistant superintendent, Donita, why isn't your kid here? And I asked him point blank, what school am I going to send my kid to? And he couldn't give me an answer. That's a problem. Those are the questions we need Laura Mitchell to answer. Those are the questions we need Carolyn Jones to answer. Mike Morawski, all of them. Why isn't there equity in Cincinnati public schools? Why is it that Walnut Hills can offer so many AP classes? If we're saying that our kids in high school need to have a rigorous education, you mean to tell me that the kid at Woodward can't handle AP as well? You mean to tell me the kid at Taft can't handle AP as well? They certainly can, but you have to give them the opportunities. That's equity. All schools should have advanced placement classes. All schools should have double A classes. All schools should have honors classes. Let's not act like our babies can't do it because they absolutely can. Kids are going to rise to the level of expectation. If we put that expectation there and we put professionals in a position to teach them, they will get there. But it's up to us to make sure our babies get what they need. That's all I got. That's all I need. Great flows. That's Danita. I, d- I detect no problems. Let me see if I got some. Uh, yeah, we'll do this. Hold on a second. Sis killed it. I agree with her. On top of the issues, uh, and on top of that, put the issues that came up during virtual learning and uh, the pandemic. Yeah, what she said. And then add to that the issues that have come up and the insight that we have now based upon the decisions that were made during this pandemic. I'm with you. And uh, I have asked those questions <laughs> and will remain and will continue to ask those questions. Um, and see, the thing about it is that I've asked those questions before the school board members. I can't tell you exactly what they said. You know, sometimes it, it, it makes sense, but everybody will tell you, well, we want to work hard. We got a lot of, we got a lot of work to do. That's the stock answer. As it relates to this pandemic in particular, when we have school board members, each and every one of them will tell you when they're running for election that we're going to listen to the parents. We're going to, we value the parents. I'm a parent. I value the parents. And on top of everything she just said, there's one more thing that we now know. And that is in a time of crisis that the parents input is not as highly valued. It doesn't matter as much on top of everything else. So I think all that needs to be a part of it. See here. Um, because they're not going to tell that. They're not going to say that to you, you know, when they're running for election. You see, uh, Glenn Rice sounds like Jim Neal supporters. Who? What? I think Black Russia was trying to get in. Brother, if you want to get in, this might be a good time. 513-873-7134. Kenneth writes, Andre Hill should be the name of the newest Columbus Ohio school to be built. Okay with that. Uh, Woody writes, uh, that pig's jacket has all kinds of bad stuff. That pig's jacket. Okay. Wow. All right. I get what you're saying. But as I understand it, the officer involved does have a history of doing all kind of stuff. Speaking of officer involved, the officer who put his knee on the neck of George Floyd, have you heard the latest? Oh, sit tight, family. You got to hear this. You got to hear this. I'll share with you in a moment. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Nathan. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good. Who am I speaking with? 
Uh, my name is Angela, and I am calling uh, to kind of re- uh, make a rebuttal to Donita's statements. Okay. Because I I don't think they're I I just don't see the district that way. Um, I think the district does provide great educational opportunities in our district schools. It's just that they also provide additional programs in our magnet schools. Every child doesn't learn the same way. Some children can handle an accelerated educational program. Some children can't, so they give opportunities. Some children may be more of a voc ed or prefer a voc ed type education. So I just don't agree with everything she said. I think the lottery situation is there because there are limited spaces in those programs so they can't accept everybody but the district has also improved in their neighborhood schools and they're offering education all around is that all Angela anything else that's it okay I appreciate the call I love it. Angela's like, hold on, pump the brakes now, Danita. Here's a different viewpoint. It's like there's not not enough space. I think what Danita was saying is why isn't there enough space? I've asked that same question to board members. Like why is it that everybody's funneled to one or two schools? What's the barrier to making these other schools just as good as the few schools that seem to get the best test scores and or everybody wants to put their kids in? I think that's a fair question. I think it's a fair question. Hey, listen, y'all, I almost forgot, man. I got an email from Raphael Sadiq. How could I forget this? I got an email from Raphael Sadiq, y'all. The guy from Tony, Tony, Tony sent me an email. How could I forget? I could have led with that. I got an email from Raphael. How many people can say they got an email from Raphael Sadiq? And uh, the uh, I think he was the lead singer for Tony, 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 right? Yeah. Now, why am I getting an email from Raphael Sadiq? Well, we had Elijah Baker on last week. Elijah Baker was one of the one of the uh, the group members of Tony, Tony, Tony. If you missed that show, it's worthy to go back and check it out. Man, they got played, homie. Tony, Tony, Tony played their own family members just for the money, right? And Elijah Baker spent about forty five minutes with us, telling us the whole story. Oh man, it was I fell for the brother. I did. And then I got an email from Rafael Sadiq. I'll get to that email in a second. But let's go back to the phones. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, Nate, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, good morning. Hey, hey how you doing, brother? Uh, glad to see that you're doing well on this day. And uh, I've been uh, listening this morning about the school system, and I just have some some real uh, poignant uh, opinion. Okay. Um, What's I'm your a name, graduate. Man? I'm a graduate. My name is Michael. Michael. Hey, what's uh, up, Michael? Yeah, 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 I got the voice now. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm a graduate of Woodward High School, um, and I actually started my schooling in Walnut Hills. Uh, you know, I was there for about a year. The, the, the curriculum was, uh, 
I wasn't prepared. I had the, the smarts, but I wasn't prepared from the discipline aspect to be successful. And, you know, I, I ended up, uh, bounced around, went to a school called Peoples, ended up at Woodward, graduated there. But as I look at my, my own kids, who unfortunately, they don't live with me, so they go to a school district out of town. But my nieces and nephews who graduated from Walnut, some went to Winton Woods, some went to Woodward Withrow. I just really feel that as we as we tout black business and all those other things, it, it's time for us to adopt our own school system. And I just really believe that from a wholehearted perspective that we need a specialized curriculum that speaks to young men and young women. And I believe that uh, kids should, the boys should be educated separate from the girls. And I know that might be controversial to a lot of people, but I think that in this environment where we see uh, hypersexualization, the music, things of that nature, there's certain uh, curriculum that needs to be taught on how to treat each other. Because we've already seen with this situation in Cincinnati Public uh, with the young man that was bullied and, 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 you know, took his life is that it's a lot going on in the back of these places that we just don't see as parents and, and, and educators or whatever. And I just think that if we can promote black business ownership and all those things, the basis of any civilization starts with the education of its people. And right now, our education of our young young minds is being turned over to people that we see don't really give a damn. And I just think that's something that we got to work on and do better in the future. And that was my piece on that. Appreciate the flows, Michael. Take it easy, man. All right, man. Have a good one now. I will. Most deaf. Same to you, brother. Have a good one. Oh, I love the conversation. I love it. 513-873-7134. What's on your dome? What do you think? Don't be shy. I know you have an opinion. So back to what I was saying. So last week I spoke with Elijah Baker. He's got a documentary up on his website or his channel on YouTube called uh, uh, Loyalty No Royalty. Loyalty No Royalty, meaning that they was loyal to somebody and they didn't get the money that they deserved. It was really sad, man. He told the story about how they got left in the limousine. The three core band members from Tony, Tony, Tony that everybody knows about, including Raphael Sadiq sent me an email when was it uh early this morning at 1 28 a.m i'm in my email right now i'll read it to you and uh <laughs> he's in his feelings and <laughs> and um it was quite interesting man i'm like wow but again people will do you dirty to get ahead the people will smile in your face and put a, a knife straight in your back to get get ahead and there's black people that do other black people like that i mean greed and the desire to be ahead and be successful that trumps race like does anybody have a story out there how somebody tried to betray you or maybe you were betrayed happens all the time you know people think they can get ahead they're gonna get ahead and the ends justify the means and that's what happened with tony 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 i mean they got millions big old hits man big hits six members in the band right so instead of cutting the money six ways We'll cut it three ways. Give you a little something on the side to make to pacify you. We split millions. Cause two millions more than one million, right? And uh in the case with Elijah Baker, he is cousins, first cousins with Raphael Sadiq. So we had uh Elijah Baker on last week. And then this morning at 128, I received the email that reads the following. Good day. I like your show. 
and watched your interview with Elijah Baker and have only one thing to add. If you are going to continue to support the mentally ill and people suffering from delusion, perhaps you could have a team of therapists on call that can refer your guest. You can refer your guests to poor thing. Perhaps his full-time job now of defrauding the welfare system as a foster parent isn't working out for him. He could do like the rest of us and get a job. Once a criminal, always a criminal. He should rename his fake record label to delusional records. Keep up the great work with legitimate stories we can all benefit from. A bitter, jealous, jealous human talking about a non-existent 30-year-old story we're all sick of hearing about is not newsworthy nor unique. He is one of many that should appreciate it and work for the gift of music. Instead, he took it for granted and thought Raphael Sadiq, who actually worked very hard at his gift and is still relevant, owed him something. I believe there's a name for this type of man. But I'm a lady. I, I, I swear to God, that's the email. Now, the email is from Carolyn. I won't put the last name out there just in case. But to me, this is Raphael Sadiq. <laughs> Talking to yourself in the third person. I'm a lady. This, this sounds like some old Raphael. This is Raphael Sadiq sent me this. Hold on. You think I'm making it up? I'm going to screenshot it for you. Hold on real quick. Now, all you're going to see is just, you know, just it's coming directly from my email account. But that's, if that's not Raphael Sadiq, I don't know who is. Raphael Sadiq is trolling Elijah Baker trying to, to run his own little one-man PR firm, his, running, his little PR operation. Raphael Sadiq all day. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. So I'm, I'm honored that Raphael Sadiq would check out the Nathan Ivey show. Probably caught us on YouTube. And I appreciate it. I know that Brother Elijah was doing his part to promote his appearance. But can y'all believe that, folks, man? Raphael Sadiq, man. That is Raphael all day. Hold on. Let me, put it, let me put this on the screen for you. You can see it for yourself. You won't think I'm just making it up. Like, I got time to do that kind of shit. I don't. Yeah, all day, every day. Trying to talk in the third person. That, that's the email I got right there. Now, who, who's Nobody's sending no emails like this. He is one of the many that should have appreciated and worked for the gift of music. That tells me right there is close. The gift of music. Instead, he took it for granted and thought, Raphael Sadiq, uh-huh. You just had to throw yourself in there, didn't you, Raphael? Who actually worked very hard at his gift and is still relevant, owed him something. <laughs> worked very hard at his gift and is still relevant. That is Raphael Sadiq. Raphael, stop it, man. Just call us. Call us, Raphael, at 513-873-7134. I know that's you, man. There's no way in the hell that some random person on YouTube watched that show and then sent this to me. I don't believe it. I don't believe that at all, y'all. That's Raphael Sadiq all day long. Nobody can tell me anything different. He's one of the many that should have appreciated and worked for the gift of music. That's a musician right there. Who out there is right? What non-musician is going to write a response to something they saw on YouTube talking about the damn gift of music? Instead, he took it for granted and thought Raphael Sadiq, who actually worked very hard at his gift and is still relevant, owed him something. That man's ego, woo. Raphael, your ego is huge, bro. 
you got a lot of nerve to send me something like this. And got the name to change your name, Carolyn. You know, damn Carolyn. That's Rafael Sadiq. All day, every day, dead giveaway, dead giveaway. I believe there's a name for this type of man, but I'm a lady. Uh-huh. Sure you are, Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure you are. Uh, that's Rafael Sadiq right there, y'all. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. You got time to do that, Raphael? <laughs> You're going to be busy. You're out here just, sign, just sending random things to, to podcasters. What you need to do is cut your first cousin the check. You greedy bastard, you. Oh, my gosh. Daryl writes, Nate, say allegedly to protect yourself. Yeah, allegedly, right. Crystal writes, maybe. <laughs> Crystal Rice, where is it at? Maybe he is a lady. <laughs> oh, my God. Allegedly. Dale Rice, man, Raphael, I'm disappointed, right? You're right. Thank you for the legal protection. Allegedly. You greedy bastard. Danita Rice, not greedy bastard. <laughs> Damn, man. I got a good, I got a good mind to to send that snippet to him on Twitter. Like, man, stop playing games with grown folks, Raphael, and cut your cousin the check. You damn Grinch. The Grinch that stole the R&B royalties. <laughs> <laughs> Tiff Tiff writes, we only know one side of the story. She's right about that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, T.N. Rice, give me that money. That's right. Uh, Greg Rice, I had a ri- not really heard of Raphael Sadiq until Rick Ross featured him on the Ross 2017 album. Really? Yeah, talented brother. Talented at stealing from his family, allegedly, right? I throw the allegedly in there. <laughs> that is hilarious, man. Patricia Rice, Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again. Right. That's hilarious. <laughs> Nat Rice, I guess it does rain in Southern California. It's raining money. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. I Again, that, to me, that's Raphael Sadiq all day. Uh, no, nobody's like, you know what? I'm going to send Nathan Ivey a message. Who's doing that on YouTube? Who's got time for that? Who's who's doing that? And they sent me an email, y'all. So that means they found, they went to my channel, saw my email, sent me an email, <laughs> right? They didn't just respond when we posted that. When was that last week? I think it was last Wednesday. No, 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 no. <laughs> they sent an email. Come on, Raphael. It's like the the masked singer, right? Like who is that? Who is that? I, I, I'm trying to pick up the voice. Is that Macho Man Rick Savage? Who is that? Who is that? It's Drake? No. It's Raphael Sadiq, man. Cut your check, man. Cut the check for your cousin, bro. Damn. But you're right, Tiff Tiff. She writes, we only know one side of the story. Uh, Black Russia's in the house and writes, I haven't seen your name on campaign finance reports here in the city of Warren County. You can find my name on a bunch of reports. Where y'all at? Michael writes, uh, 
Okay, so Kyle is off the grid. No ankle monitor, right? Case Rice or Cass Rice, hey, Choppers, I'm way late, but humans are acting a damn fool right now. How can I join the Space Force? I'm sick of it here. The Space Force? Oh, my God. That's right. That's going to be Trump's legacy right there. Watch. He created the Space Force. And that's because they know that the aliens are coming soon. The aliens will come soon. They were not going to come in. Because if I was an alien, I wouldn't want to meet Donald Trump either. I was telling the wifey this. I was like, you know what? We now have more evidence that, in fact, there is intelligent life uh, out there in the universe. And the evidence that we have is that they didn't reveal themselves why Donald Trump was the president of the United States. That in and of itself shows that they're intelligent. That shows that they are very intelligent beings out there because they didn't reveal themselves why this bumpkin, this Gilligan, this narcissist was the president of the United States. Now that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are there, the, the aliens might feel good enough to reveal themselves, to decloak their spaceships, you know what I'm saying, or take off the human costume and reveal their true nature to us. There was no way in the world that intelligent beings were going to do that and meet Donald Trump because he would have been trying to run some kind of con on them. Do you need hotels on Mars? You know, some old dumbish. He would have been. He would have been all day, all day. Naisha writes, uh, I agree, Clout. Hey, what's up, Naisha? Good to see you. Do anything for Clout. Anything for Clout. Lamont writes, Google Afrofuturism. Uh, he hipped us to the game. Was that who you that called in, Lamont? Appreciate that. Appreciate it. Graston writes, armchair amateur politicians in Warren County who support their councilmen storming U.S. Capitol. Funny. Crystal writes, nope, still stupid. <laughs> she ain't playing no games with it, huh? Fernay writes, ugh, OMG, make it stop, Nate. Sarah writes, long-winded. John is long-winded, you know, but but I, what I can tell from John is John 100% supports the show. Not enough to listen to what we're talking about before he calls in, but supports the show nonetheless, right? So... Uh, and if you support me, I support him. But at some point, I'm like, I feel like you're talking in a circle. You just, I'm not going to take a breath. If I take a breath, then Nathan's going to cut me off. Well, Mr. Nathan in the choppers, and you just keep on talking and talking and talking. I'm like, um, long as you're making sense, I'm cool with it. At some point, new. Sarah writes, uh, what's the moral of the story, John? <laughs> there is no moral. Naisha writes, I'm so lost. He's taking us all over the place. Yeah, he was. And then he wants to say, now let's get to why I called in. Huh? You've been talking for 10 minutes. Jesse writes, John has the longest stories. He does. He should be in the Guinness Book of World Record. Longest story ever told. I don't want that. Be a That would be a dubious uh, distinction for me. I don't want that. Longest stories ever told on a radio show, on a talk show. Kevin writes, the moral of the story is that people from other communities are lining up to get a vaccine. We say we ain't getting, and we're the ones dying the most. Oh, okay, there's the moral of the story. Okay, there it is. I see you, moral. I see, oh, there you go. Thank you for that. Jesse writes, all this to talk about politics. Crystal writes, John is Yoda. Marcia writes, does John think he's telling us something we didn't already know? 
Yes, John thinks. Well, one thing about John is John thinks that he is smarter than us. In fact, check that. He knows that he's smarter than us. He has to tell us about reparations. Like, we have no idea. <laughs> like, we have no idea. Until he tells us, right? That's your boy, John. I will say that about him. He's a good guy, though. I've met him a couple times. He's, he's good people. He's good people, man. Lay off John. John is good people. Yeah, how many people was watching this whole Trey Songs yesterday thing that went down on Twitter? Apparently, there's like some new video of him being freaky with some woman or a woman being freaky with him, and they just broke the internet last night. I got on Twitter. I'm like, Trey Song, what the fuck happened to Trey Song? I have no idea. Then people start posting the video. I couldn't get away from the video. I'm like, you know, let me just get off Twitter. I'll let y'all have this. I'm cool. I'm cool. Good for him. You know, black excellence. Go ahead, go, go. But nah, I'll leave that for the women folks. Were you caught up in that last night, ladies and fellas? I don't want to hear any of you raise your hand. But ladies, were you caught up with that Twitter stuff last night? (laughs) Kevin writes the longer it stays the more it will mutate true that's very true that's very true Uh, Charles writes Captain Obvious (laughs) strikes again (laughs) people said have a nice day Cass writes John uh, you can be you can you can might be petitioning us to trust the government for a vaccine but you don't trust the government enough to vote Excellent point. Excellent point. Sarah writes, uh, Nathan has the patience of Job. <laughs> Do I? I guess is what it takes. Get on with your point, drop. Kevin writes, y'all mad about John's voting, but that doesn't mean everything he says. It's not bad, LOL. Kevin writes, black, not credible. Except this time. Damn, now everybody confused. Black, not credible. Okay. Okay, we can do that. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the show. What's going on, Nate? How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Welcome. Man, I'm listening to you in this Raphael Sadiq thing. First of all, this man is worth millions of dollars, and he got a burner account? I mean, that's some old old alt-middle shit right there. I I said it. I mean, honestly, and then he ends it off with... I'm a, I'm a lady, so now he Martin too. Get the hell out! See now, I believe that brother even more. And and you know what? And I think about it. I can think of the thousands, not hundreds of times I drove from my father, uh, being the chauffeur, and that limousine scene that he talked about. I mean, I could see it. Believe me, Nate. Those instructions came from Raphael Sadiq and the other two guys, or their manager. But they specifically told that driver, like, hey. You know, we got you for a half hour or whatever, or, you know, hour or whatever, but whatever happens, to the, you know, after that, it was $75 each additional hour. <laughs> That's the way the game was played back in the day. So they wouldn't even pay that. They dropped him off at the side of a road a couple of blocks away, he said, and they had to walk back to the venue. And that's a cousin. Like you said, this is we're not talking about fifth, sixth, seventh cousins, play cousins. We talking about real cousins, like you know, sister, other sister, brother, the brother type stuff. Let me also say this: I um I heard Tracy's call, and she's talking about the vaccine. You know, and much as I um watch this stuff, Nate, I try to 
be informed about it. I'm in the wait and see category. I mean, I work from home. Well, I did. Uh, but I got a 14-year-old son. I'm still staying relatively healthy. Wears his mask. He goes to school. Blah, blah, blah. I, um, I'm still in the mode. And, I, you know, me of all people shouldn't still be thinking this way. But given the past administration, man, it's all, it's all suspect to me, Nate. I said it. I mean, I'm giving them side eyes. Now, with Joe and, you know, the people that are currently in charge, I have a little bit more confidence. And, you know, we're going to get the information out here. I heard uh, Drop Squad 52 and a possible call in with his BS. Actually, last night, uh, Rachel Maddow had on the CDC director. I can't think of her first name. I know her last name is Walensky. And they talked specifically, Nate, about vaccinations in the black community, which is another thing. Drop calls in and act like. We haven't heard about the disparities and who's actually getting the vaccine and who's not taking the vaccine. But uh, she talked about the disparity in the African-American community. They talked about psychologically how we're still having to deal with the Tuskegee uh, experiment and how they don't trust the government and how they don't trust the past administration. You know, things that we talk about in the chop shop and how we just have to get, um, you know, more information, information out to the people. But they also talked about something, Nate, that we talked that, you know, was out in the, in the Ethernet out there. Uh, we talked about food deserts, but they also talked about pharmacy deserts in the black community. And they talked about how they've actually had uh, buses come through, um, you know, being able to provide the vaccine directly to the people. And that was a way to where, you know, you can pull up at a Reading Road in Tennessee and get directly into the community. But what they also said is that, they would have um, vaccination sites in the inner city and people from the suburbs were coming in and getting in line before the people in the inner city. And what they were saying is that because their kids had, you know, access to the internet, high speed internet, um, you know, the uh, smartphones that they were getting their kids to get those appointments set for them. And this was also something that was done faster than what was happening in the black and brown community. So all these things are talked about. And they know, the Biden and Harris administration know, that these are things that, that they need to do directly. And they're putting it out there. It's not like we had shit like we did with the last administration. So, you know, when, like you said, when you hear the, the drops and the, the Candace Owens and the diamond and silks and the concrete and cottons and the, the Graxons of the world and, and all that other bull, I call them bags, B-A-G, black and Gilligan, black and goofy. But, yeah, when you hear that out there, folks, this is a, this is a new day. We won't be talking about fluorescent lights, Lysol, and purple drink anymore. They're actually trying to, you know, tell you what's really going on. And one of the solutions that they had, Nate, and, you know, first thing I thought about was, like, Jesus, dealing with these guys, and some of them are scat like a mug, if you ask me. But they talked about, because of the pharmacy deserts and because of the inability to get the vaccine directly to the people, they talked about dealing with the black churches. And, you know, they are directly in the community. I'm saying we need to vet the hell out of people because, you know, I don't want a vaccine site set up like, you know, Tuesday and then come Thursday, you know, you got an all Smitty's outfit and a new band. I said it. Nate, I'm going to get out of here, man. Uh, there will be another drop. Uh, damn, drop. I mean, there will be another uh, Politically Petty podcast coming out soon to address this and other things. But uh, like I'm going to say on my show, Nate, in the end, hopefully they get what I'm spitting. I appreciate you taking my call. I'm out, brother. Almost deaf. Appreciate it. Politically Petty Podcast coming soon. Coming soon. Very interesting. Very interesting. 
Hey, listen, if you are someone or you know someone who is into journalism, um, maybe that's what they uh, feel they want to explore, or maybe this is something you think could be a hobby, uh, I definitely would like to speak with you. Uh, perhaps there's a way we can work together with CDM. Uh, we're working on an idea in which we want to make Black History doing ha- Black History Month. And so we're looking for people to join the team. And if you're someone who is a journalist, if uh, if you're into local news, regional news, I would love to talk with you. You can hit me up with a DM this morning. I'll respond today and uh, set up a time that's convenient for you to have a conversation. I love to hear that conversation. Love to talk with you about it. 513-873-7134. Again, if you'd like to share your thoughts. How a local nonprofit fights vaccine misinformation in the black community. I mean, I see people, people that I know taking the vaccine and wearing t-shirts and they said that they're taking the vaccine. I think that they, they need to put all points bulletin, put every effort into it, right. To make sure that, you know, people are aware and, and people, um, have as much good scientific based information as possible, because I don't know what the numbers are, but there's black people that are they ready to take it. They're ready to take it. They are ready to do it because they feel as if it's best for them. And But there is historically some things that need to, to be dealt with, right? And I don't even think that the Ohio Minority Vaccine Task Force is even, I think it was disbanded. They're not even operating anymore, I don't believe. So the pandemic isn't over, but the strike force has been, you know, sat down, so to speak. What did they do? I think they made recommendations and they came up with a big list of recommendations and then they sent that to the governor and then the governor promised to take a look at it. Something like that. I don't know what else has come from it to this point. 513-873-7134. Again, if you'd like to share your thoughts this morning, I would love to hear it. So we we kicked off the show uh, talking about Lil Uzi Vert. And we've got different opinions about it. Someone said, this is Afro-punk. And after looking it up, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're right. They're right. Some are saying this is just self-esteem. I mean, we are where we are. We're living in amazing times. 24 million bucks, but that's his money. That's what he wants to spend it on. Great. Like, what's the difference between him putting it on a forehead and putting it in, like, in a, in a grill? Same thing. What's the difference? I don't see the difference. That's his money. Listen, before we go any deeper, I want to take a quick moment to, or take a moment to get a word in from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Otis Wellburn Jr. Realtor and the WellburnExperience.com. It's that well-born experience. Well-born. It's that well-born experience. Well-born. That well-born experience. Well-born. Experience. Well-born. Experience. Well-born. It's that well-born experience. Well-born. Yeah. That well-born experience. Well-born. That well-born experience. Well-born. Experience. Well-born. Experience. Tell us what you need. That's the question we start with. We specialize selling condos, houses, apartments. Make sure that you're happy with your residence. Keep it real. No filter. Oh, the realtor from the natty is heaven sent. It's the 
Melbourne experience, ain't nothing like it. Nothing. Every time he talk to his client, he's so excited just knowing he able to put him in a place to lay their head. Not focusing on his profits, but on the client instead. Right. He keeps his own profession, knowing from his conversation. Uh. You can tell he studies before sharing information. Educated, motivated, ain't nobody better. Who's willing to walk you through every step to relieve the pressure? Relieve the pressure. Yeah. And just so you know it's real, real, you get a special personalized rug once he closed the, the deal. So go and call him up so he can get you live. Yeah. 513-252-1055. Again, that's 513-252-1055. TheWellburnExperience.com. You can also email Otis and his team at TeamWellburn at gmail.com. There is a link in the description of today's podcast on Facebook and YouTube. If you're looking for a dream home, if you're looking for uh, some rental property, if you're looking for some commercial property, um, I know someone that you could work with. That's uh, Team Wellburn. Again, there is a link in the description of today's show. All right. And uh, when you hit them up, make sure you let them know that you heard about it on the Nathan Ivy show, as I've already heard uh, that folks are doing. All right. And if you're an entrepreneur, if you've got goods and services, well, consider this platform as a part of your social media strategy. And you can hit me with a DM and we can talk about rates in our podcast with CDM. All right. Look forward to that conversation with you today. All right. So back to your comments that we we go. Let's get straight back into it. Kevin writes, uh, where's Trump? He's getting ready to do that bid or head to Russia. (laughs) Uh, James writes, uh, a scientist cares not of the feelings of their test subjects. Just remember that I refuse to be a test dummy without knowledge of the long term effect. Not about getting poking, not about keeping, keep poking me and repeatedly saying, oops, wrong strain. Oops, not strong enough. Okay, I get you. I get you. Uh, Glenn writes, uh, you need the applause sound effect, Nate, LOL. Uh, Glenn writes, update the pun, Nate, LOL. Woody writes, I'm 71 with underlining conditions. I'm getting the shot. Okay. TNT writes, we are cyber Wakanda. The Obamas is royalty here. Kara Mitchell writes, uh, my 78-year-old mother got the vaccine. Glenn writes, love Danita's flows. Get them, sis. Pat writes, uh, my 93-year-old mother got her vaccine. I'm 66 and I will get mine. Okay. See, so some people will get it. Lamont Rice, CPS still tracks their kids, so the ones that excel over the average students get those opportunities, testing for Warner Hills, et cetera. Their CPS designed to keep the bar low. Uh, Kathy's in the house. She writes, absolutely. Good morning to you, Kathy. Frenet writes, oh, Danita is preaching this morning. Yes, yeah, she just got up on a soapbox and let it be known. And then we had another sister called in and said, ah, pump the brakes. So, again, I love that diversion points of view. I want to hear everybody's opinion. Your your opinion is valued on this show. You do not have to agree with me. You do not have to agree with anybody. Just deliver your flow, your truth, your facts, and however you arrive at it. That's it. That's all I'm looking for. Lemmy Rice move. Uh, Crystal Rice and facts. <laughs> Kathy Rice, yes. Uh, Danita, all of that. Uh, Racker. Some people say Racker, Racker, absolutely. TNT writes, no, it's all important, and it will all be addressed. And I'm in that mind. I think what Danita brought up is all important, but holding the board accountable to this decision that they made is very important. And as I said 
it's it's I'm looking forward to those 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 interactions because these board members cannot say with a straight face and should be challenged if they try to that in a moment of crisis that they care about the community. They could they did not listen to the teachers and they did not seek uh, parent input. And the fact that you did a survey last year when we were at a less dangerous color code. And then since then you create a relationship with possib, which is basically a technology to allow you to communicate with the parents and you don't use it. That tells me you didn't want to use it. It wasn't valuable to you. That's how I look at it straight up. Amina writes, uh, I was wondering the same thing. Teachers crying about going back into the school buildings where their students who are paling. Uh, Akeem Ryan's curriculum should have been addressed years ago. So now we're going to change the narrative from safety to curriculum. Uh, Joe writes, uh, preach with the flows, Donita. Arnell writes, Mike drop, love her. Sean writes, teaching a child does not stop after school. A lot of black parents are not involved in the school. Schools that are successful have active parents. What he just said, he's right about that. The the one difference you're going to notice from some of these schools like Walnut Hills, some of these schools like Fairview, is going to be the activity of the parents. Now, what's the chicken and what's the egg, right? Is the school better because they just happen to get high-performing, highly involved parents that send their kids to those schools? Or is it because of the, the imbalance, right? The fact that only a few schools are seen as attractive destinations. So it attracts these highly involved parents and they all go to the same schools. And so when you get a high concentration of high functioning, highly involved parents, obviously it's going to have a positive impact on the school, right? Obviously. Makes sense. So which which is first? Is it the fact that the school is perceived to be high functioning. So it attracts parents that are going to be highly involved. Or is the school just average? And then for whatever other reason, these high, highly involved parents are attracted to this particular destination. I think it's the first. That's the reason why, you know, they had lotteries. Like I said, when my daughter went to Fairview and we just got lucky that my son got there because they changed the rules. Like, if my son had started school when she was still there, then I think they've got some kind of, like, sibling program. But she was on she was on her way. She was in middle school before the boy was born. Right? So we just kind of got lucky. Well, let's go back to the phones. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on? Like the Navy, the chapter. This is B. What up, B? Welcome, man. How you doing? Good. So as someone who went to Wild Hills, uh, one thing that I also noticed, sorry, my cat's going off in the background, is that the um, the Alumni Foundation, uh, there was a whole bunch of construction going on when I was there. The Alumni Foundation was putting in a lot of money into the school. Uh, I can't speak about how the Alumni Foundation, how strong they are in different other in other high schools in the city. But I like there was this arts wing that they were building that was pretty sweet, and um, and so that, that that also has something to do with how that school might be a little different. 
So I just wanted to also uh, throw that in there. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're right about that, man. Yeah. Anything All else? right. Cool, man. That's it? That's All right. It. Cool. Cool. That was in and out. That was B, everybody. I ran into B twice at the grocery store. No, I think one, it was at like, I don't know, where, where were we at? Walmart or something, B, and I ran into you? And then I ran into him maybe once or twice at the Kroger in Coryville. Uh, let me see. Uh, Angela writes, or Angie writes, the magnet programs offer specialized education such as German, Montessori, different career tech, and college prep. All schools do have AP classes, <clears throat> and neighborhood schools have improved and provide great learning opportunities. What's the number? <clears throat> Pardon me. I'd like to rebuttal her comments. Okay, that was you, Angie. I love it. Akeem writes, ask my teacher, have they taught black history? Ask any teacher, have they, blocked, have they taught black history months after black history month? Uh, in many cases, I think the answer is going to be no. With my daughter's class, she has an AP class that she's very fond of that's run by a teacher who uh, I like what I'm seeing from the man. Uh, she had him in, I don't know, eighth grade. So maybe ninth grade. And so when we found out, part of me, when we found out that he was going to be her AP teacher for history, we were happy. Because we regarded him, she she likes him. And that's always goes a long way. Like when your kids come home and tell you good things about a teacher, as a parent, then I'm like, cool. You got you, you happy? That's all that matters. And so in this particular class, what I have enjoyed is the fact that, and it's a history class, but even in history doesn't mean that the teacher's going to get deep with it, that he does try to to give them um, a fuller picture of American history, including the parts that uh, may be uncomfortable, right? And I like that. And I like that. Like I said, these young people, man, they can absorb a lot. If we just keep it real with them and tell them the truth about how we got to this point in this country, they'll take us to further. They'll, they'll, they'll run with that like a baton and, and take us to the next level. Uh, let me see. Uh, Amina writes, a very parent, Every parent who wants a child in magnet school doesn't get the opportunity to get in. That's right. They need more magnet schools. Danita writes, the district is failing. Case closed. Facts on that. And then I remember speaking with these board members a couple years ago and asking them, like, wait a minute. Why is the district failing? Oh, well, we don't trust the numbers. We don't trust the calculation. Hold on, school board member. So we, how can you say on one hand, and see, we're seeing a, a lot of parallels between these situations with the school board members. I had school board members two years ago when they came on the show, we were talking about it. At that point, what was in front of us was a school board election. I asked these school board members, why are we failing? As a parent, what needs to be done? You know, what are you happy about? And they said to me, at least two of them said to me, like, well, basically, we can't trust these standardized tests from the state. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So if we can't trust the standardized testing from the states when it relates to, like, a bad score, how can we trust the standardized test test when it comes to a good score? So you can't beat your chest and be proud about what's happening in some schools like Warner Hills. Oh, look at how well we're doing on the test. But when it comes to the schools that are failing, all of a sudden, we can't trust, trust the test. Huh? 
That sounded like Eve Bolton when she came on on uh, what was that Tuesday. So on one hand, she says, "Well, I don't really trust parent surveys, huh?" Oh well, parent surveys are not really representatives of everybody, as if we think it is, right? I'm looking at the I'm looking at the screen like, what the hell? But then at the same time, Eve Bolton says that she does like when she gets emails from people that impacts you from parents. Let me get this straight. You get a dozen or two dozen emails. That's more impactful, in your opinion, than doing a parent survey in which you're going to get a wider, a, a wider, hopefully, I, mean, I would only assume that if you do a parent survey about COVID-19 and how you feel as a parent about sending your child to school, that you're going to get a higher response than people just cold email call, or cold calling you or just sending you an email cold. Huh? I tell you, the logic, man. It's the logic and it's the hubris and the arrogance to think you can just say anything to grown folks and we supposed to be like, oh, oh, water's not wet. Cool. Good to know, Eve Bolton. Good to know, Carolyn Jones. Like, what? Sis, you don't make sense, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, Sister Iris is in the house. She writes, good morning, good people. Good to see you. Good to see you. What's up, Tab? Good morning to you. Uh, Jenny, Jenny writes, yes, I missed that show. I haven't had the chance to go back and listen. Oh, my God. I mean, I fell for the brother, man. He seemed like a good guy. You know, he he ran a, he had some run-ins with the law, but, you know, that happens. He played his death to society, came out, boom, 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 boom. But could you imagine you and your family members, your first cousin, star a band called Tony, Tony, Tony. It takes off. You become world famous. You become R&B superstars. The money's rolling in. You're an original member, contributing member of the band, and your family member stabs you in the back. Could you? I, I, I fell for the brother, man. But again, that's humans. Humans will do you dirty. Humans will do you dirty. They'll do you really, really dirty. Uh, because everybody, most people are in it for themselves. Most people is like, what can I do for me? They're not really worried about you. And it's not, and in some cases, it's not that they wish bad on you. They just wish more on themselves. And if they got to trample on you in order to get what they want, well, the ends justify the means. We've seen this over and over and over and over again. Over. Look at what look at Cinderella and Spinderella. You know damn well that Spinderella is a part of that group. Number one, she's the most attractive member of the group. And number two, having the whole female crew and Spinderella. I mean, Spinderella? Is there a better female DJ name in the world? No, there isn't. There is not a better female DJ name other than Spinderella. What? It's fucking genius. It's genius. Spinderella. And they played her over a few bucks or I don't know, cloud or whatever. That's another one, man. Was it salt? Ugh. Damn, she used to be attractive. Start getting plastic surgeries all downhill after that. But it is what it is. It is what it is. I ain't trying to talk about nobody. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh, man. Raphael, wow. I'm a lady, right? Crystal writes, I would obviously never speak on my cousin like that to a stranger, right? TNT writes, he was drunk, right? (laughs) Uh, Nat writes, money and power will make you turn on your own family shaking my damn head. I've seen it. Man, listen, people will do you dirty. 
They'll sit back while you fall, walk right into a, a manhole, right? Walk, walk right into a ditch if they think it's going to put them in a better situation. That's just human beings for you. And it don't matter if you're friend. In some cases, like, now everybody's not like that. There's some people that have higher standards than that. I'm just saying there's a lot of humans that will do anything to get ahead. They'll do anything. Getting ahead to them more, is more important than anything else. It is what it is. Uh, Tiff writes, you better say allegedly email address. What email address did it come from? It came from a, the email address was, uh, I won't put the whole name. It was Carolyn and then a last name, Carolyn something. And I'm like, what? I just, I don't see anybody coming across that and then getting in a feeling who's not related in some way to it. And then getting in their feelings and sending me an email other than Raphael Sadiq, who actually worked very hard at his gift and is still relevant, owed him something. That's Raphael all day long, yo. All day long. But listen, family, I got to make a move. I got to make a move. I know. Check out Midday Juice today at 1 p.m. with Ask Ashley. And uh, give you a heads up with the Is It Just Me podcast. Uh, Donnie is dealing with some uh, personal issues in her family. Again, you know, life and death are intertwined. And uh, she will not be broadcasting live, uh, streaming this week. Uh, The plan is to pick back up next Friday. So not this Friday, but next Friday. Um, Now, what I will say is that next Friday on the 12th, I have a doctor's appointment, and I cannot change it. Okay, I have a doctor's appointment in the morning. So what will probably happen on not this Friday but next Friday is I'll probably do the show but then leave the show early. And so I'll probably do the show early. We'll probably start at 7 a.m., and we'll do like a 7 a.m. to maybe like an 8.30 type of deal because my doctor's appointment is at 9 a.m., on Friday. I, I don't like it to be on the mornings, but you know, I'm getting some work done and uh, I got to make sure that I'm there. It's very, very important. So it's been on the, the date on the calendar for a minute. All right. So that's next Friday. I'll tell you more about it. So I will do a show on Friday, but we're going to leave hella early. It'll probably be like eight 20. So I make sure I have enough time to get to where I need to get to. So I don't miss my appointment. Cause if I do, I'm not going to get back in for another six months. All right. So have an excellent rest of your day, family. We'll talk real soon. All right. Remember my motto, winners focus on winning. Losers focus on winners. So stay focused and stay winning, and we'll talk real soon. Until next time, I'm Nathan Ivey, and I'm out.